All right, so Mark, how lean did you get in your bodybuilding show? I got as lean as I could. You know, I, I was trying to be lean and tender. Not all of us can be tall, dark, and handsome. Uh, some of us can be. You can tan. But did you eat a lot of lean meat when you were getting ready for show? I did. And you don't want to know what else is lean and tender? What? Piedmontese beef. Ooh, tell me more. You better believe that. Mm. You know, the Piedmontese beef, what, what I think separates it out from a lot of the other companies is the fact that they somehow have the meat taste really tender and still have a lot of flavor. Yeah. But it's the fat reduction is amazing. It's yeah. unbelievable how... how how much less fat is in the Piedmontese beef versus some of the other uh, companies. You look at their ribeye, right? Their USDA prime ribeye is normally 30 grams of fat. Piedmontese is 10. Saturated fat, normally 14.5. Piedmontese is 4.5. They, they literally cut it in, what, it's a third of the amount of fat? Yeah, are these cows jacked and tan or what? Yeah, and the protein's more. Like, it usually it has 24 grams of protein in Piedmontese, and your normal USD Prime has 19. That, I literally don't understand how these crazy scientists make this happen. Are these natty cows? I think these are natty cows from Nebraska, which makes sense because everything's bigger and better in Nebraska. Or maybe that's Texas. Uh, I think that's Texas. <laughs> I don't know. But Nebraska Andrew, too, I guess. Where can they find out more about Piedmontese beef? <laughs> All right. You guys can get lean just like Mark Bell and head over to Piedmontese.com. That's P-I-E-D-M-O-N-T-E-S-E.com. Enter the promo code Power Project. That's all one word for 25% off your order, along with free two-day shipping on all orders of $99 and above. All right. So, Mark, what are ketones? Man, that's a great question. You know, it, it's it's hard to produce ketones. It's hard to, it's actually one of the hardest diets because it takes almost two weeks for your body to actually start to produce ketones. Mm. Ketones is a, it's a fractionated fat. When you start to consume large amounts of fat in the absence of carbohydrates, your body will start to produce ketones. Some people believe that ketones are perf a preferred source of energy, especially for like your brain. So a lot of people say, oh man, I'm on like this keto high yeah. or I've gone on a ketogenic diet and I have a ton of clarity because mm -hmm. of the ketones. Um, but for me right now, like I haven't been on an actual ketogenic diet in a long time. I do eat very low carb, but I still have room for fruit. I still have room for dairy. And so therefore I supplement with perfect keto. I utilize their ketones and they have a a chocolate flavored one, a salted caramel one, but my favorite one is the coffee flavored one. And I actually throw that in my morning coffee, yeah. which I think would be something to be great for you to try because you do a lot of fasting, right? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely really excited to like try that in the morning when I'm fasting because I fast for most of my day. And since I'm pretty low carb, there is a period where I think I do hit ketosis. So it'd be really, really cool to get that in, in my fasting period. Yeah. We got to test your ketones too. Mm -hmm. to, see, be, yeah. to see what you're running on over here. Andrew, where can they find out more about these uh, ketones. All right. You guys can kick ass just like Mark Bell on ketones today by heading over to perfectketo.com slash power project and use code power project and get 15% off all perfect keto products. All right. And Seema, I know you do a lot of fasting and, but sometimes we get to these trade shows and sometimes we're like, I don't know, we're trying to like fast and we're like, Oh, we'll probably, you know, eat at like two or three. We'll get out for a break. Mm. We don't get a break. Yep. We're still going, going, going. Um, what's something that gets you through? Uh, the last time we went to one of these shows, man, that was the first time that I, I was able to enjoy the taste of one of the Quest Hero bars in my mouth. And oh my goodness. Yeah. Ho -ho. People don't know about the Hero bar, I feel like. They don't. Know. It's a sleeper. No. <laughs> silent, the silent hero. The hero bar is literally the best freaking bar that I've ever had in my life from any of these any of these companies. It's so damn good. It's so chewy and gooey and just mm. Uh, <laughs> do you need to be by yourself for a little oh, bit here? Oh, God, I think I do. Andrew, what do you got over there? I'm really excited. But, uh, yeah, we've been to various expos. I've followed Mark around with the camera for, like, 48 hours straight. And the only thing I had to survive on was Quest Bars. And it's, it, 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 just, it just works, man. Um, it fills you up. It doesn't make you feel like shit, but you do feel great. So head over to questnutrition.com, enter promo code MarksQuest at checkout for 20% off all of these bars and everything they have at questnutrition.com. You get the crank going? Get the, uh, talk to the guy about the thing? Uh, he decided not to come in today. Mm. You really should fire that guy. Well, I, know. I finally got a hold of the guy. Ooh, that is loud. Is he a, is he a new guy? Because... These, talking about uh, getting rid of the old one. These documents, by the way, are just crap. Like <laughs> this file for the, I mean, this is a script for the podcast. This is terrible. Well, I'm not going to talk about this stuff. Are you, you? sure? <laughs> I kind of wanted to. I don't know, man. I think, I don't know. I think it will. 
People trigger, can't tell if it's scripted or not. I think it's going to trigger people though. How? Like I don't know, a lot of stuff about religion and a lot of stuff about people's mom in there and stuff. Like, I mean, people are sensitive. Specific people too. Yeah. yeah. Like Taylor. Taylor's mom's on there. Talking so about, is Jeffrey. Talking, talking about your moms. Dude. Like that's going to mess people up. I don't know. I don't know about all that. Should we stick to the script? I think we should. I think it's always <laughs> the safest bet, you know. Um, yeah. I think we should just stick to the script. Yeah. Don't do anything outside of it. Stay on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we should just like... Um, you know, before we get talking about something, maybe we should just wait. Wait for what? Wait until we have like a good idea. Ah, <laughs> uh, but we always have good ideas. I know, but what if our idea is not that great? <laughs> but the idea is never not great. But like, what a, what about what other people are going to say about it and stuff? Well, other people don't really have a say. They, we don't listen to their opinions. Only it's, sometimes we listen to their opinion. It's easier said than done, though. Like, I'm worried about what other people are going to say. Well... Why are you worried about what people are going to say? Uh, because I think it's going to be negative. <laughs> well, it's only how positive. you take it. If, I, it. if you look at it, you can make it positive. You can always make a negative a positive. You know, a negative times a negative is a positive. Negative mm-hmm. two times negative two is four. Did you know that? Oh, my God. Two negatives I, make it positive. Well, I know it now. Yeah. I just learned it. Yeah. I done learned it. That's how it is. They didn't so you're saying, that. you're saying just put shit out, just go. Just go figure it out later yes that's mm. something that i actually have a big problem with that's something that i need to work on myself mm. i'm one of those guys who in the back of my head i want everything to be great and perfect before i do it and then that in and of itself stops me from doing it not I, with everything just yeah. with like quite a few things well and no one will care anyway like you know that's the thing i think <laughs> really no one will care no one will really care or notice yeah you know you're not going to be like oh i you know, like somebody might recognize something and it kind of appears, you know, well polished at the moment. And they're like, how long ago did you start that? You can be like five years ago. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're not really going to they're gonna be like, oh, okay, cool. And you're thinking, yeah, like five years ago, it was kind of a piece of shit, but I, you know, turned it into something better. I learned more and I tweaked it, whatever that thing is, whether it be a business or a podcast that you wanted to start or uh, writing something. I heard somebody recently, um, a really pro- prolific author, talk about um, like writing books. He's like, don't ever try to write a great book. Just write a bunch of good ones, mm-hmm. and he just keep write, just keep writing them. He's like, people, they're they're gonna want to consume the information because you have good information to give. He's like, otherwise you wouldn't be writing the book in the first place. He's like, so just write the damn thing and don't ever worry about it being perfect because you'll never. You'll probably, A, you'll probably never start it. Let's yeah. just be totally honest. you probably never start that thing that you wanted to start forever. And then secondly, he's like, if you do start it, you'll never finish it because it will never be done. It will never be as good as you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And you just like, honestly, you, even if it ends up not being the way you want it to be, you just need to put it out and fix it as time goes by. Because like when I started making YouTube videos a few years back, when I made my first video, right, when I actually like, just went in the, like got in the act and did it after I was done. And while I was doing, I'm like, this is fine. This is great. You know, um, now that I look back at it, like there was a, <laughs> it wasn't as good as I thought it was at the time. But the funny thing is, is like a lot of times when you do the thing that you were kind of stalling on or not doing in the moment of doing it, it's like really, really easy. You know, you're like, why didn't I just do this before? But it's sometimes it's like really hard to let's say do it again and do it again and do it again. You literally need to just put the reps in of just doing it. Uh, it gives yeah. you a lot of experience. I don't, maybe you didn't know like at the time, you know why you were doing the YouTube videos, but maybe that is something that helped get you here because mm-hmm. you've mentioned you were shy and maybe without the YouTube experience, if I would have said, Hey man, you want to be like on the show, you might've been like, Oh, I don't know. <laughs> right yeah yeah how, how did he all of a sudden he sounded like um charlie's uh videographer uh, i don't know oh, yeah, he, kept yeah. going, he kept telling that story he like, kept doing that same voice for is, the guy is that all your camera equipment yeah it's all mine yeah <laughs> like do you know how to edit i can edit if that guy <laughs> was listening the, you could picture the guy like kind of standing yep. there like hunched over right uh-huh. yeah. just kind of looking frumpy <laughs> if that guy was listening he must have been so pissed he's like charlie i don't fucking sound like that man <laughs> yeah probably not anymore but at the time he probably definitely he did. did 
It was yeah. great how uh, like kind of frumpy he sounded, but then also how skilled he was. Mm-hmm. That was that's like a, actually what made it like super funny. Uh-huh. It was like I used to be in a band. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was cool because he was like, uh, you know, like oh, I need I need a I need a camera guy, I need an editor, I need an audio guy, I need this, this, and this. And then someone's like, it's going to cost him fifty grand. And I look over at Carlos. You know, he was here filming. I'm just like, Carlos can do that too. Like we both can do all of that. Yeah. So you know. We're just like kind of give each other a pat on the back, like, "Hey, dude, how cool was that to hear?" Yeah, and he's like, "I was thinking the same thing." I was like, "Yeah, man." Yeah. yeah, you guys know it, and but you know it because you've done it. Right. You know what I mean? Like you, if you waited, and you're like, "I'm gonna wait until <laughs> a class opens up at this junior college over here, and I'm gonna go to that class on you know because I want to learn more about audio," which is a great. That's those are all great intentions, um, but you don't need the class, and you don't need to really wait on anything. Right. You could. You could just start now. You can, you know, go get a speaker at Fry's or whatever or, or mm-hmm. a microphone or whatever it is you're, you know, whatever the thing is that you're working on or photography, just pick up a camera. And do I really, do I really like this? Let me take some pictures of some fucking trees and shit and see, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> see if I like that, then maybe I like taking pictures of other stuff. Maybe I like taking pictures of scenery. Maybe I only like taking pictures of people. Maybe I only like taking pictures of cars. We had a kid that worked here for a while that was, uh, really into cars and he was like i don't really dig you know uh taking pictures of of uh people working out it's like cool and go follow the thing that you want to do but he tried it right Mm -hmm. like because he could have stepped into here and been like wow this is fascinating i love this i love photographing uh these sweaty fat guys powerlifting (laughs) this is my passion i love getting the sweat dripping on me while i'm never mind (laughs) no okay (laughs) But you know you gotta you gotta just kind of start, and you have to just you pretty much have to just go. You know, yeah. if you sit there and analyze everything. Like it, I before I got here, I had no idea that I would be this into they taking like fitness photography, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. But like, yeah, if I had sat there and like contemplated and studied it and did the, you know did everything before actually going out and shooting, yeah, I, who knows what could have happened? Yeah. There's, um, I think you mentioned it too, Andrew, a while ago, uh, a really good book called The War of Art, mm-hmm. Stephen Pressfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, Mark, have you ever listened to that book? I've not. Okay. It's awesome book. It's I'm going to dope- write that name down because yeah, I, I YouTube these people and I find snippets of like their information. Yeah. And Stephen Pressfield. I got it. That's his name, right, Andrew? Yep. yep. Yeah. Spelled exactly as it sounds. That's Stephen why I was able to find it. Yeah. <laughs> and I really, uh, I really like that one because- the way he put it as far as like, I guess doing creative things or doing the the things that you really, really want to do, you end up, there ends up being a lot of resistance towards Mm -hmm. it or you like, there's always like all these reasons you come up with not to do that thing at the moment. Or you're like, if you want to make videos, "Ah, maybe I got to get a better camera. Oh shoot. I can't film in here. I got to get a better backdrop. And you Mm -hmm. do all these things to push that thing away. And the things that typically give you the most resistance in your mind are the things that you know you really need to go and do. And I've noticed that too with a lot of things that I've, I've done or want to do or whatever, there's always all of that resistance that I have. I'm like, I know I got to do it, but there are all these reasons I give myself to put mm-hmm. it off. And those are things you got to fight against. Yeah, I th- I, I'm pretty sure it was in that book, but he, he goes in to say like, whatever it is, that one thing that you want to do the least that's the one thing you have to go out and do. Mm-hmm. You so, definitely have to at least try it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, doing it and doing it consistently, like that might start to be r- difficult for you mm-hmm. uh, because it's probably like the opposite of the things that you enjoy. Um, you know, thinking about like going and, un- and, and jumping into like a yoga class when you don't like mobility stuff, you don't really love stretching. And you're, you're trying to, you're trying to find out like, you know, do I really like this? But a good way to know that you must do something and that you must try it is exactly what you just said is that resistance. You have that kind of resistance towards like, I ain't trying that. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, you know, this is all like within, within reason. Yeah. And and what it's going to do is it, it will probably just expose you to something new or it will expose you to a weakness where you're like, that's abnormal for me to like to not be that good at that. Like that doesn't make any, like, I don't like that. It doesn't make any sense. I'm, I'm going to work on that and I'm going to like suck a lot less at that. Cause that doesn't, that doesn't uh, feel good for me to like, you know, be so horrible at something. So I think that sometimes, um, 
I think we're maybe just fearful and we're worried. I know a lot of people that ask me the business questions, like, how do you get started? You know? And I'm like, wow. I'm like, getting started is actually the only easy part. Uh, it's, it's following through once you have started Mm -hmm. that makes everything, um, you know, super difficult. Oh, we got our shot clock working. Oh, (laughs) cool. And that's the end of the third quarter, folks. (laughs) Or how about periods in hockey? I still don't know what those are. Hmm. They're like 45 minutes or something. I don't know. They got like four. I don't know. They only have three. Hockey is like, you know. I mean, it's really that's really sidetracking everything. But <laughs> hockey, I know, I got to. <laughs> it's a crazy, it's a crazy sport, and those fuckers are so athletic, and no one ever watches it. Like not in the United States, mm-hmm. you know, people don't like. People I, I, don't I hear it. the playoffs are like they they're on top of every other big Dude, sport. If all of us went to a hockey game, we would have a blast. Yeah, we absolutely. would like we would not know what's going on, and we'd be like, "This is sick!" Like it would be it would be yeah. a lot of fun. We should go to a. Um, San Jose Sharks. Uh, we should go to the San Jose Sharks or Anaheim um, down in down in Los Angeles because I know the strength coach and stuff. I think oh. I know might know the oh, strength yeah, coach yeah. of both both yeah. teams. Maybe I'm surprised um, that they let fun. people like fight because they they when fights go down brawls like they don't necessarily like stop it. Correct. Well, think about how funny it is in jujitsu. They don't even let you do that, <laughs> and that's a combat <laughs> sport, right? Like even in like collegiate wrestling, they're not like all right, let these guys settle it, get them out of their system, throw uh-huh. a couple punches, and we'll get back to wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do that in hockey. They're like, no, these guys got a score to settle. I've never understood that, though. Isn't that, like, honestly, guys, really think about that. That's really freaking weird. Like, this is a sport. It's like basketball. If they start punching each other, the refs get in the way. But in hockey, they're like, eh, it's all right. Just wait a little Just bit. Just get it out of your system. Well, and then you go into the penalty box, which is hilarious. You're like, <laughs> you dude, out. you got in trouble. You're going over there. And it's like, now you play with, like, one less guy on your team. It's kind of weird. It's all really, really weird. It's so odd. But the way that it works, uh, and I know that, that how nerdy is this? I know this more mm-hmm. so through video games mm-hmm. than I do anything else. Because playing hockey for video games. Tons of rules. It was the rock, best. It freaking rocks. Loved it. You get a power play going. That's like when the other <sighs> team has their, yeah. has their player <laughs> in the penalty you get, box. You get super hyped up for that, too. Yeah, it's sick. Anyway, I don't know much about hockey, but I do know that, like, the best players are protected by what they call the goons. And mm-hmm. the goons are like the bigger guys. Usually they're better at like defense, but they're really on the team like just to fight, <laughs> yeah. just to beat your ass. And But the weird thing is, is every team has a, a goon or several of them sometimes. Mm-hmm. And these guys are big too. Most of them are, you know, 6'3", 6'4", 250, 260. These are, these are big dudes. Athletic too. And angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're pissed. There's a um, there's a legendary hockey f- fight where th- the two teams they just decided like f it like we're all going at it so you know like they square off and the rest of the team kind of watches and the other guys might wrestle around a little bit but they're not really like punching each other. Uh-huh. Both teams decided we're going for it and they all started to fight and then both of the goalies just stopped and looked at each other and they threw their gloves down <laughs> and they met each other at mid ice. Like they skated out to each other and they started beating each other's ass. Holy this fight God. went on for like 45 minutes. They couldn't stop it. Every time they, every time they slowed it down or stopped it or calmed it down, it just sparked back up again. They were all beating the hell out of each other. It was really, <laughs> we should find a video. It's, it's like comical. You keep watching. Wow. You're like, what is going on here? Like, yeah. Isn't anybody getting tired? Like it just kept going and going and going. <laughs> I, I'm just pulling up random fights on YouTube. So I'm there's sure another. What? So there's another good fight. There's a there's a hockey player. Um, let's see. Uh, so there's a hockey player named Ty Domi. Ty Domi was. Oh, this might be it. <laughs> Look, yeah, they're just like, yep, and they're rolling up their sleeves, oh my giving gosh. each other time. Oh my they're going gosh. in circles too. This is like one of those, like, oh, let's get ready to fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from like the 1920s or something. Yeah. Oh my god, it's crazy. Uh, and I like how they they went in, like they took their helmets off. They're like, no, we're we're the refs. The refs. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> they're just chilling. If, if you guys are just listening to this and you're not like watching, we're, we're watching a hockey fight right now and everybody on every team is fighting and the refs are just like, oh they're just, they're not doing shit. Uh, well, now, now they're they starting. Are. So I, th- I think once it goes to the ground, that's when the refs actually jump in. And- so there's, there's, there's two guys. There's one guy named Ty Domi. He used to play for the Rangers. 
Um, and I heard about him all growing up because like come like being living in New York, he was like a legend. And he was just known for fighting, just known for like beating people's ass. And there was another guy um, on a, there was another goon on another team. I want to say his name was Bob Probert, but one guy was super tall. One guy was like six five, and the other guy was like five eight. And so it looked funny every time they fought, but they fought like 20 something times on the actual ice. And then they fought like in bars and stuff because they just would always, they just would always fight each other when they would get in a, uh, when they were like on the ice together, the other guy would just like tap the other guy and then it'd be like, it's on. (laughs) Like they didn't have to do much. They just like looked at each other and they were like, here we go. So you might be able to look that up and see how many times these guys uh, fought each other. I think those are the names. But they fought each other all the time. They're killing each other. Guys. That might be them. This is so weird, though. I wonder when, like, when this became a thing. Has this just been a thing since the start of hockey? So it has been. These guys, these goons, they protect the best players on the ice. And so, you know, you got a Wayne Gretzky on your team and he scores a lot of goals. Um, somebody might think like that's that guy's a really good skater. Um, that guy's really good with the puck. He's good at passing. It's like let's just f him up. Like let's just try to kill the guy. And so someone will try to like you know knock him out of the game. And that's where the goons come in. They're they're also called enforcers. Yeah. And it's like we're not allowing this to happen. You know, with our team. But it just now like everyone has an enforcer, so it just. <laughs> they they've talked about many times they talked about like trying to ban it trying to break up the fights and they just come to the conclusion that it's better just to let them let them go for it did this the, did hockey as a sport begin in canada i don't was it, i don't know its origins but i know it's huge in canada that's a thing yeah i feel like you know how everyone says canadians are so nice because mm-hmm. like canadians love hockey and i feel like maybe they're nice because they be, get it out of they the, get it out yeah. maybe they're just like you know they they, they, they get it out and then they're like, okay, hey, we're good. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're good to go. Well, yeah, they just leave it on the ice. It doesn't go out into the streets. Yeah. Oh, man. What, what I liked uh, Nintendo hockey because if you had the bigger guy, you just bump into the smaller guy and you get the puck. Yeah, Nintendo <laughs> hockey, it, you had this, you had the uh, ectomorph and the mesomorph <laughs> and the yeah. endomorph. You could pick what guy you wanted on your team and the little skin, the skinnier guy was way faster he could, like, and score he could score. But the fat guy, if the fat guy like ran into you, you'd get clobbered <laughs> yeah. if the fat guy nailed into you. And then they would fight, but when they would fight, it kind of looked like Tecmo Bowl because they would like pop all over the screen. Yeah. Like pop they was like those games were fun man man but like the other thing about this that's so crazy is just that like first off yeah on the ice you're going so fast so if a oh my God. Is a great fight this uh one of the one of the listeners uh stewart put me onto this one yeah like and, a 260 pound guy going at that speed yeah. bumping into somebody my god and i don't know why I, i've actually looked this up before but like this is this scenario right here is re- referred to as a donny brook when these guys fight like this, it's called a Donnybrook because it's like a melee. It's like a big, you know, it's like a bunch of guys are fighting. Yeah. I think I looked it up one time. It was like in reference to like a player or something like that. Oh, wait. So I'm like, what a funny thing. Like, I don't know. It's just all well, it's good different, to see nobody, different culture. Yeah. It's good to see nobody like kicking anybody. Oh, look at the goalie. Like, <laughs> goalie's like, I'm going to beat that. <laughs> oh, man. Here we go. There it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> stupid everyone's taking off their, their their freaking gloves and all that shit like, come on they're on the ice man so it's like could you imagine no traction well i mean for them they're like they live with you know uh, they, skates so, on so so it's like uh normal jujitsu might work pretty good in some of this because not like not <laughs> not actually like trying jujitsu moves but knowing how to grab someone's jersey and gi and stuff Look what are they now they're bringing buddies. Yeah, that was weird. See, like <laughs> they like, they pull all each other, other's jerseys off and then they start just like laughing. What? It's really great when they pull the guy's jersey kind of halfway over his head and they <laughs> yeah. just start uppercutting <laughs> yeah. the shit out of him. Dude, now that we're talking about these sports fights, we got to talk about there um do you guys remember uh, Nolan Ryan? Do you remember when that guy yes. charged the mound? Yes. I mean, this I is this is like 20 years ago, so you shouldn't really know about it, but All right, let's see this. It's uh so Nolan Ryan you know, is a legendary pitcher, one of the greatest uh, baseball pitchers of all time. And he played baseball into like his like mid, maybe even closer to 50 years old. Oh, wow. This guy, Robin Ventura thought he was going to be so badass. He's like, all right, motherfucker. He's like, like, I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to beat your old ass up. And then what? Hold on. Come here, boy. Come here, boy. (laughs) Puts him in a 
headline. And they said, like, uh, I remember on uh, Sports Center when they when this happened, and and they were like, uh, never mess with a never mess with a cowboy because Nolan Ryan was like a cowboy, and he had yeah. like a ranch and stuff. And they were like, not a good idea to be messing with this guy. This guy knows how to scrap. Wow. And then the whole how embar- team. How embarrassing. Like, that's what Robin Ventura is famous for. <laughs> like, if anybody brought his name up, you'd yeah. be like, yeah, I remember he got his ass beat. He was so good, too. He that was great. sucks, man. He's a legendary baseball. <laughs> yeah. He's oh clearly a legendary baseball player. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. How about that Lakers fight? It was with uh, Meta World Peace, formerly so, Ron Artest. Oh, so yeah. that was the Pacers and Pistons. Ah, yes. Mm. That was oh good. into the into the stands. Uh huh. That was crazy. That that one like uh, people got you know where people were like were you know worried that, that I, more of this kind of stuff would happen. You I know? there was a bigger like like kind of scary. Yeah, I remember watching this and I could not understand Whew. what was going on. I'm like, is this real right now? Like yep. it, it was. I mean. I don't want to sound stupid and say like, oh, it was like a like a terrorist attack or something. But I just remember like jaw open, being like, I cannot believe this is happening. Yeah, this like was th- this was actually fairly crazy. normal for uh, you know Rashid Wallace and yeah. uh, at that time Ron Artest. Look at Jermaine O'Neal. He's like, come on, dude. You forget about how good of a player Rashid Wallace was, though. Too, he was he was a great defensive He's player, huge. dude. Yeah. When I remember his rookie season, Look at him, man. Oh, dude, Ben Here Wallace. We go. And then, like, there's Ron Artest. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! You know what? Like, uh, you oh know, there's, my gosh! There's, there's no, there's no excuse. I mean, like, go into the stands and and do this kind of shit. But could you imagine being a player? And over the years, how frustrated you are a lot of times with fans and and the shit they say. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's They're just letting it go. You don't want to see anybody get attacked uh, that way. However, mm-hmm. people are disgusting. People say crazy shit like, who knows? Maybe that guy said like a racial slur or something yeah. like, because yeah. what, what else would set him off? You know what I mean? Like that, like without, uh, well, without you saying something crazy or throwing beer out. I mean, so, yeah. you're in the middle of a game and someone pours beer all over you and it's all sticky and it gets in your eyes mm-hmm. and shit. I would be, I would have a knee jerk reaction to that too. I don't know if I would like chase someone down and then try to beat their ass, but I'd be pissed. Yeah. yeah so what happened? It was Ron Artest. He was laying down on the, uh, like on the, the, um, oh, the yeah, table yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, like where the, like the announcer's table. Yeah, he laid down and chilled on there. And kinda. he was just laying down being stupid and then Somebody threw an entire beer at him, and then he he jumped up and he attacked the wrong person. Oh man! Yeah, it was so bad. Yeah, fans can be tough sometimes. I've heard like Oklahoma City fans are like the worst in terms of some of the stuff they say to players. Yeah, it, it, ugh, it's not good. I heard uh, Shaq, you know, talking about how he was just dominating a game. He was like, he scored like forty points, and every time he just turned around, he would just dunk. He was rebounding, blocking shots. And he said the Hornets, the uh, Charlotte Hornets mascot, was still all over him the whole game. Like, you ain't shit, Shaq. <laughs> and, and Shaq is like, at first he was getting frustrated. Shaq's like, how many points do I need to score like to shut this guy up? Yeah. Shaq kept pointing at the scoreboard and stuff. And the guy was still, you know, still annoying to him and still, you know, getting him like really pissed off. And Shaq finally just like started laughing because it got to be comical. Shaq's like, I'm destroying your whole team by mm-hmm. myself. He's like, and you still won't shut up. Dude, look at all the drinks that they're throwing oh, at man. him. That guy so did a good job up. protecting him. Mm. Wow. What's yeah. up with the world peace? He like he came out here to Sacramento for a while, right? Dude, yeah. yeah. He he turned our season around the, the year we we so we traded hell of uh, a basketball player, man. Shit. Yeah, we traded Stojakovic for him and he like first like interview, he's like, I guarantee you we're making the playoffs. And everyone's like, oh, like, oh, sure thing. Like, we weren't even close. And we made the playoffs that year. Mm, yeah. Made it to the playoffs. And he's like, I guarantee you we're winning a world championship. Like, anybody, okay, uh, calm down. <laughs> anybody listening to some of this, man, you got to check out the Dennis Rodman uh, thing. I, I want to say it's a 30 for 30, but it could be like an E60 or whatever. But, like, look it up, man. It's it's worth it. It was really, really good. I was telling these guys about it. Um, something you guys should definitely check out. It's really uh you know, interesting look at uh, one of the, in my opinion, one of the greatest basketball players, one of the greatest defenders of all time and greatest rebounder of all time for sure. But, you know, Dennis Rodman's like, his story is, is interesting. Like things didn't really, you know, fall apart for him until he got, until he got older and he started getting, um, just, I don't know, he just started getting more and more, um, more and more of the things that happened to him when he was young Mm -hmm. started to manifest as he, as he was older. 
And then that's when, you know, he started doing the crazy stuff with his hair and that kind of stuff. But him, like, you know, being with Madonna for a while was kind of the, the, the kickoff to everything. It was kind of the kickoff for him doing all these crazy things to, like, grab attention. And then his career kind of spiraled and he ended up, you know, drinking and ended up kind of in, in some really, really tough spots. But you guys should check it out. Yeah, it's like we were talking about that the other day. And the one thing is like I just because of what I've seen from Dennis Rodman, I guess, in terms of like the stuff he wore, et cetera, I thought he was one way. Like I thought he was a loud mouth and that type of stuff, even though I've never really heard that mm -hmm. stuff. But, you know, apparently like you, you watch this and he's like a really just like shy, quiet dude. You know he's what I mean? So, he's not even aggressive. Like, yeah. like you know, he, he's yeah. not that he's not that way naturally. He's so shy and like reserved that his <laughs> other teammates didn't even know. Uh, you know what to do with him and him him dressing up as like a woman and doing a lot of that stuff he used to wear like a t-shirt and he used to say like i'm not gay but my boyfriend is like <laughs> he, he he's always been like really really different and back then it was crazy because he yeah. was hanging out with like transvestites and all these different all these different kinds of people and people were like ew like what's he doing like people were freaking out and he was just like open and accepting of anybody that was like open, open and accepting of him. You know, he was into that. So, yeah, it's it's a cool piece, man. I I I enjoyed it a lot. And a full on champion. He won, uh, yeah, champion with the Pistons, the Bulls, Lakers. I don't remember if he was there when uh, the Spurs yeah. won their championship, but he was still a part of that uh, that rebuilding process once they end up getting Tim Duncan. Mm -hmm. that's when I used to watch a lot of sports, especially a lot of basketball. Anyway, before Andrew derailed this podcast, I mean, mm -hmm. we were, so can you open up the script again? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Or should we not even buy? I mean, well, you know, Dennis Rodman's a great example of one of those people who kind of just does things mm, like went for it. No, but like, yeah, yeah, but seriously, like he just, he just goes for things and it, like pretty much you can kind of say that everything almost turned out kind of positively for him. Yeah. He, probably isn't too much of an overthinker i would assume i don't know but that's the thing it's just like you know a lot a lot of times we strive for perfection for something when most of the time it's just going and doing the damn thing and just trying it out like with your diet you know you know you should you you want to try and lose some weight but you don't know what program to get on you don't know what diet to do like a lot of the times we, we talk about different habits to pick up you can just start with one simple habit Go into your pantry, get some things out. That's one thing that's going to make a big change. You don't need to, you don't need to count your calories or anything. Get rid of like a lot of your bad snack foods that you just know aren't good, and then just do the simple things, and then over time optimize it. You can become a material expert in certain areas by just simply starting. Um, and we do talk a lot, and it's cliche to kind of say find your passion, right? Mm -hmm. But the, the reason why people are so excited about that phrase and the reason why they say it is because we know the people that feel like they found their passion have a good understanding of I'm not going to run out of energy for this because I actually really like this. I love talking about this particular topic. I love uh, I love li lifting. I love jujitsu. I love boxing. I love whatever the thing is that you and you can love multiple things, but Whatever the thing is that you love to do, if you can figure out a way to make that part of your lifestyle, to make that part of your career, mm -hmm. then you might be on to something really awesome. Yeah. With your bodybuilding show, because first off, you prepped in like 12 weeks, right? But how long before you pulled the trigger on it, like, were you thinking about, I want to do a bodybuilding show? Yeah, that's actually a pretty cool example, because I didn't, I, I, I have never thought about a bot. I never, I have never considered myself. Uh, for a bodybuilding show ever uh, i've gotten in pretty good shape here and there i've done like photo shoots and uh got my body fat percentages down and had them tested and things like that but as far as bodybuilding i was like well i tore my bicep twice i tore my pec i'm like you know when i get on stage and flex i mean i'm gonna have a lot of holes in my game and i don't think it's gonna look that great and I was like, even if I get super lean, I was like, I don't really, you know, so I had all this stuff in my head about, you know, why I shouldn't do it. But I never really contemplated uh, ever doing it before until Hani Rambad came on our podcast and he kind of just put me on the spot and he was like, you know, you're, we're do we got a contest here in August and uh, you're doing it. He's like, you owe it to your fans. He's like, you've gotten in great shape, but let's see if you can go to that next level. You mm -hmm. know, And I, he's like, I want you uh, to experience it. And when he said that, I was like, 
uh, if you'll help me, then I'll do it. You know, yeah. without his help and without his guidance, I I wouldn't have done it because I wouldn't have understood how to do it. You know, on my own, I I kind of needed I needed somebody to you know kind of help me with it. But yeah, from that day forward, um, it was bodybuilding, and I'm like I need to figure out how to like I don't even know how to bodybuild. I don't know. I kind of know the workouts a little bit, um, but I don't know much about them. It actually took me about three. The, the prep was about nine weeks and <laughs> but nice if it was a little longer. And it took me, it took me about two weeks to get comfortable and used to the diet. That wasn't really that hard. And I just mean like from like a shopping perspective and having all the stuff that I, I'm supposed to have for this bodybuilding style diet that I did, which is um, moderate amount of carbohydrates, a fairly high amount of protein, and then, uh, moderate fat in the beginning and the fat lowered as the contest um, came closer. So it took me a, a minute to kind of get my feet uh, going the right way with that. And then, you know, the cardio took a while to adjust to and the cardio ramped up as, you know, as we got closer to the competition too. But the hardest part was the workouts because I didn't really know how to, you know, get a pump and like sustain it. I, I, it's not like I never had a pump before. But man, it's different, you know, going, having pumps that are like excruciating that really test your brain yeah. and, and you're like, don't do anymore. Don't do like the, your body is really telling you through every rep, don't do anymore. Don't do anymore. Don't do anymore. You should stop. You should stop. It you should hurts. stop. And it hurts and you got to like fight. You got to lift through it, right? You got to push through it. And as you're doing those, uh, as you're doing those sets, man, all you can think about is like giving up. But in bodybuilding, it's like that's where the getting is good, and that's that's right where you need to be. And yeah, man. Like first off, that that's why I wanted to ask you about that because from like conception to stage, you said your prep is nine weeks, and the podcast before how long was the pod? Like how long before you started your prep was your podcast with Honey? Um, I'm sorry, say that again. Like the <laughs> podcast that you did with yeah, Honey, yeah, yeah. how long before you began? Like how long was it before that, and then your prep? Oh, I started right there. Exactly. Yeah, I started right there. You know, that's the thing. Before Started on whatever that date was. That's when I started. Yeah, you you never thought about doing a bodybuilding show. Someone mentions in it, your mind doesn't go to, oh, my bicep tore multiple times. I don't know how I'm going to look here or I've never done this. Yeah, that all faded away. You're just like, fuck it. Okay, let's do it. And you just, you you did it. You you learned as you went. You optimized. You ended up winning, correct? Yep. Right? So like that, that's that's what we're looking at here. And I went home and I, I... was like, well, first person I got to communicate this to is my wife. I need her to like understand, you know, um, what I'm doing. And, uh, even those things are hard to negotiate sometimes, you know, I, I, I was like, do I, uh, just flat out tell her this is what I'm doing or do I make her like part of it. Yeah. You know and I was like? I had to think about it for a minute. I'm like, okay, it'd be smarter to make her part of it. So I, went home that day and I was like, well, you know, I had Hani on the podcast today and I said, I, you know, you've met him before and, um, you know, I think it'd be really cool. He, he made a suggestion to me to do a bodybuilding show. I'm like, you know, what do you think about that? And she's like, I, she's like, I don't think you should do it. It's like, it's gonna, it's gonna take, she's like, it's just going to take such a huge effort and you don't really need it. And, and then, so I explained to her why, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm like, I don't want to like do this to like get a trophy necessarily. I don't want to, uh, dude, this is not an Instagram trick or anything. I said, I want to see like what I'm able to push to and what, how far I can kind of take something. And I've never, I've never done that before in terms of like my aesthetics. Yeah. So I'd love to learn, you know, learn how that feels. And she was like, okay, go, you know, if you're going to do it then let's do it. And she's like, I'll help you whatever with as much stuff as I can help you with. Wow. And she helped with a lot of the, uh, a lot of the meal prep and mm-hmm. it's a pain in the ass. That's so interesting that she, um, initially that she didn't think it was that great of an idea. That, I mean, it's, it's cool that you had that resistance and you guys were able to talk through mm-hmm. it and come to that conclusion, but wow. Okay. Yeah. Without, without, without having like enough reason behind it, she was mm-hmm. like, ah, like she's like, I, you know, she could kind of understand, you yeah. know, why I wanted to do it, but maybe didn't know the full reason. And then once she knew the full reason, she was like, yeah, Makes go sense. for it. But I think also too, I think she's just thinking about, she, she helps a lot with a lot of different things. But one thing she helps with is just to make sure uh, that I'm not wearing myself down, you know? So she's kind of watching, you know, I, we get approached for all kinds of stuff all the time, you know, different uh, businesses or sponsorships or, all kinds of different things. And she's always like, nope, 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 nope. She says no to everything. Pretty mm-hmm. much. It's like, it's almost, uh, 
it's almost part of her job. So it's just to make sure like, is that something that really makes sense for us? Is it, is this something that, or is this something that's kind of cool, but it's just going to wear you the hell out? Yeah. You know, so she's always kind of thinking in those terms. Yeah. You know, like first off, if you're listening, obviously you're listening still, but um, check out that book that, that Andrew mentioned, The War of Art grab that but also today if because if you, we, we've been talking about this resistance thing for a bit there's probably multiple things that have come to your mind right now and while we've been talking that are like hey you, you need to do this you know you need to do this get started on this do this do this do this you you i know you've thought about it so either just write it down dm us or write it down and try it today do it to just try and do something today or tomorrow ideally today um because that could just really move you in the right direction. And like I said at the beginning of this too, this is something that I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm one of those perfection before uh, action people. There are a lot of things that I take action on, but there are quite a few things that I know in my mind that I haven't taken action on too that I need to. So if you do have that issue, know that a lot of people struggle with it, including myself. But you know, if you just take some damn action, just go for it without thinking about it, you'll probably end up in a much better place. Like uh, our our friend Dylan right now, he's saying that he wants to sign up for his first powerlifting meet. He says he doesn't want to do it till February of 2020. So I think it's up to us to convince him to do one before the end of the year. Yeah, Dylan, like just <laughs> if you've been training for a while, man, find something soon. And it like if you've been putting it off for a smart reason, like maybe you're prepping or you're very new. OK, but if it's something that you've been training for and you, you've been training for a while, maybe you should just take a shot and do it, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could, um, you know, sign up for a contest. And if you've never done a power thing meet before, you can establish some numbers for yourself. Yep. And that's the way you can view that competition. Um, you're still going to be insanely nervous. Mm. You know, it's easy for me to say, oh, don't, don't be nervous and don't worry about your numbers too much. You're going to worry about them a ton and you're going to be very nervous no matter what we say. Um, but it could give you a base. It could give you a base and you can say, okay, I went in that competition, I squatted 300. I benched 225 and I pulled 365. That, that, that was, that was fun. Kind of got the jitters out. I can't wait to compete again. Like when I compete in, you know, whatever, February or whenever, whenever the next one is that you're going to yeah. do. And you have, you know, uh, a blueprint of what you did before. And mm -hmm. now you're working on getting better. For powerlifting, I think that's especially powerful because I think a, a lot, what happens with a lot of people is they're like, I want to establish this level of strength. Or I want to be able to pull and push this before I have to head into a meet, right? But if you can sign up for a meet, that'll first off give you a little bit of fire for your training. And for your first meet, again, like you said, it's just putting some numbers up. You want to get some numbers up. You want to get a baseline so that your next meet, you can beat that. Um, it's like a tune-up meet. Yeah, it's like a yeah. tune-up meet. You want to be able to see, okay, what's it like? Like when, when like... When do I need a warm up before I have to get on the platform? What are the commands? Like you can get all of that out and then you can really be well, like you can be really well prepared for your next meet after that. But it'll really get all those jitters out. It makes you, a big difference. You also probably feel better because um, you will have made some progress mm -hmm. from the last, you know, you compete one time and then you go in and then you can kind of review and be like, ah, oh, you know what? I really. I really didn't train that hard on my deadlift. If I'm being totally honest with myself, I could have pushed that a little bit more. And then the next time you compete, you can kind of almost force that to happen. You can almost will it to happen because you put pressure on yourself. That's part of the reason why um, you compete. But it, you know, for now you don't really have much to compare it to except for uh, maybe some stuff that you've done inside the gym. So I think it's, it's always a good idea. It's always a good idea to be a little cautious of stuff. That's human nature and that's mm -hmm. very normal. Um, because you don't want to get hurt, you know, you don't want like you're, you don't want to feel dumb. You don't want to be made a fool of. Um, and you know, maybe you're well, you know, maybe in some situations you're worried about like your feelings or maybe you're worried about like losing a bunch of money if you went and tried like this thing. But what I always go back to, is, and I think this is fascinating. Like if I, you know, if I was to go to LA and go to Gold's Gym in Venice. I have a lot of friends there and a lot of people I, you know, that I associate with. And when I run into people, they're always like, Oh man, you've blown up. You've done this, you've done that, you know, and they're super excited for me. But I'm like, they have all the same opportunities that I have. I, I don't feel like there's any difference now. You know, I've acquired some money and stuff like that. So that's helped with certain conveniences, but, um, 
I they have a I have an iPhone and they have a they have a smartphone as well. Yeah. Um, I have Facebook and so do they. You know, I have an Instagram account and so do they. And and the list of things uh, go on and on. Like I just I started a YouTube channel in 2007. I just I just started it because I was like this like lifting stuff. People are going to dig it. Like mm-hmm. I documented it. I'm like people people will be drawn to seeing somebody squat 800 pounds. They're going to like that. I don't know why or, or, or when or how or whatever, but like I think that if I just keep showing it to people, they'll be more exposed to it, and then they're going to be like, that's really cool. And then I can give them a look under the hood and show them, hey, this is how all this works. Like yeah. this guy didn't just randomly squat 800 pounds. Yeah. There's a, you know, there's a science to it, and there's a skill, a huge skill that really needs to be learned and you need to ingrain the stuff into your system the same way you would need to ingrain into your system how to shoot a three-pointer or how to be proficient at jujitsu mm-hmm. or collegiate wrestling or what, what anything that you're working on. Um, the only way to get better at something is to get started at it. Like you got to get, you have to get going, right? Yeah. You have to get, you got to have something to kind of show uh, for the things that you're doing and you, you got to get going on it. And you know, on your note of like, for example, like YouTube, right? You at that time when you started, you were able to already start lifting a lot of weight, but I can already hear someone saying, yo, but I'm not that like, they want to do something like that, right? They want to put out content or whatever. But they're like, I'm not that strong yet, or I'm not that jacked yet. But one thing that, what a great dialogue to have. Exactly. Right? Like, I, like, hey, man, I'm actually like, I'm really weak. Like, I, I'm good for 135 on the bench if mm-hmm. I'm lucky. Mm-hmm. But I bet you there might be some other people out there that are like me, and I'm super nervous to even shoot this video right now. Like, I, I'm almost going to cry because I am so uncomfortable or whatever mm-hmm. the thing is, right? Yeah. And you share that with people, and people are like, this guy is awesome, man. Yeah. He's really... Like there's not a person in the world that wouldn't admire that. And they'll be like, this person's really putting themselves out there in front of people. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I think that's why, uh, Sarmageddon hit so well, because there's a lot more people that look like me than look like Mark Bell. Yeah. Like, that's just honest truth. And you know, like, yeah. A lot of sexy motherfuckers running around there. <laughs> there's a lot was, of people that look like you. I was thinking he was skinny and frail, but yeah, oh. we'll, we'll go, we'll go with that. But yeah. Nice thick beard too. Yeah, that's that's very true too. There's a lot of thick yeah, beards, especially now that it's going on around here. Mm. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, we're taking a break. Yeah, I I've told people <laughs> that you know they 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 said that they liked it and you know they want to do something too, but mm-hmm. I'm not this, I'm not that. I'm like, there's more people that can relate to you than can relate to me or to anybody else. Yeah, man. Like, there's so many humans on this planet that would be so into whatever it is that you have going on. Yeah, like you just have to get started just like you know christian guzman i think that's that's one of the big reasons mm-hmm. why like he he was like you know took off so well because when he started he was mm. like a 16 year old skinny kid mm. and people were watching his journey into becoming big and jacked like if you could like again it doesn't matter where you start because everybody starts from somewhere in point a even if you're trying to learn about something if you can share that journey a lot of people have shared the journey from going to college to medical school you know and all that type of stuff and there are a lot of channels on youtube that like you can see the journey from the beginning where they didn't know much and now they're here right people like to watch the evolution and if you can again if you want to do something or create some content around that let people see the beginning. Like when I started jujitsu, I have the videos on my YouTube channel of me getting my ass beat and handed to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I have the videos where I've lost tournaments there, but I, I wanted people to see, and I want people to continue to see the progression of that from beginning to end. Well, there's not going to really be an end, but like mm-hmm. to, to when I continue to get better, like that's important. Yeah. It was funny. I walked into Smokey's office the other day and he was just watching all the videos of you losing. It's just on repeat. I was like, what you got there? And he just big old smile on his face. Yeah. I think he has one of his screensavers on his phone <laughs> is me from Worlds in 2017 when my opponent's hand was lifted and I was looking down and I was sad and distraught. <laughs> he really likes that picture. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. It's one it of makes his sense. Favorites. That's really mean. <laughs> yeah. Think about, you know, um, some of these YouTube people that we know, you know, we got like Nick Wright or Christian Guzman, or like a Omar Isaf, um, they all started filming themselves uh, pretty young, and none of them really had a uh, physique or strength level where other people would be like, whoa, right? Yeah. At that point, they didn't have that. Yeah. Uh, but now they do. You know, now they've worked, their, they've worked their way into that, right? And there's a lot of people on social media 
um, that sometimes even with even have a huge following, they could even be in the fitness space. And just because they acquired a lot of knowledge or they became a material expert in something specific, they still might not be jacked. They still might not be hitting huge weights. So if you're not like a weight room guy or whatever, if you're not, you know, squatting 800 pounds, that's not the only thing that's going to get you attention. There's still other ways that you could provide and really just comes down to providing value for people. But you're not going to be able to provide any value for people if you yourself don't feel valuable. And the only way you're going to feel valuable is to have practice Mm -hmm. and to have a bunch of uh, experience under your belt. Once that experience is under your belt, then it's going to be easier to be more confident. Yeah. absolutely. I still get nervous for a lot of things as Mark knows, but I remember like for photo shoots, like that's, that's what I do. I, I know how to take pictures. That's mm-hmm. my thing. I mean, I can get sleep the night before and you know, it was terrible, but after so many years of doing it now, yeah, it's like, I'll walk in and be like, Oh shit, that's right. I forgot we have this gigantic photo shoot today. Let me get ready. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't happen all the time, but it has happened where I'm like, Oh, that's right. I do have to shoot product shots within SEMA or something. And that's just all come from years of, doing it over and over and over and over and you kind of you build a confidence but you also just build the skills because you can at at the end of the day you're just like i know how to do all this i can go on autopilot and take good pictures yeah and that but that doesn't come from like studying it obviously right Mm -hmm. gotta do it comes from reps and sima why do you think that you uh push stuff off and and maybe have trouble not you know getting around to certain things because partially because that's the way i've that's just the way I've been with certain things. Like I, my problem is that with some things I want to be able to have all, like I want to be able to be as prepared as possible or not have as many mistakes, um, doing it, you know, initially, like that's what I, that's my problem with certain things. I'm not like that, but with other things, um, other things like apparel, apparel that I want to do or whatever. Right. I'm, I'm very, timid when it comes to that (laughs) other things i can just move on you know what i mean but like it's just i i know that about myself and i like i i know what the problem is but still just sometimes i just don't uh did you know that jason kalipa had a failed Mm -hmm. apparel company really i didn't know that see Mm -hmm. didn't know because people don't care yeah it's like (laughs) (laughs) you know like we'll have some wins and we'll have some losses and like people aren't other than smoky most people mm-hmm. aren't going to keep track of like yeah. a loss here and there. And, and you know, if you, if you try something, yeah, that could be in the back of your head. Like, oh my God, like, what if it just, mm-hmm. what if it just didn't work out? Mm-hmm. But like, what if it does? Exactly. You know? and, and, and maybe people are scared of that. You know, um, our, uh, annoying buddy, Tom here at, at Slingshot, he, he always, uh, teases people and says, don't be afraid of greatness. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes maybe people are in their back of their head. Cause what if it does work out? Then you're on the hook to like do it all the time. And then you need to come up with like new concepts and new shirts and new hats and new this, new that. Mm-hmm. And it can really, really rapidly become extremely overwhelming. It's almost like playing a sport where you're like, I kind of sort of hope the coach puts me in, <laughs> but if he puts me in and I go in there, I could fuck up. But like I sort yeah. of hope, I sort of hope. Yeah. Bell, get in there! Oh my God, you have a heart attack! Yeah. Like I, I wanted to go in, but no, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I think Kalipa's brand was called Faded Apparel. Faded, faded, yeah, because no. it was like they would go into clubs and like throw stuff like off the stage. And I mean, he was only like eighteen years old and inside of like you know twenty one and up club yeah. because he had a cousin or something that would get him in. Mm-hmm. And they were just like throwing free shirts out, trying to build hype. And we got to bring that shit back. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like the like what also you know when you when you guys asked me to like come on and do the podcast with you guys, like in the back of my head when I first heard that question, I was like wait, what the fuck? I don't know what the fuck. How am I going to talk for hours on this? I don't know what, like, like literally, but like in the front, I was like, yeah, guys, let's do it. <laughs> right. My mind was racing though. And you and walk I, away and go, what the fuck did I just say? <laughs> right. But I was really freaking scared. Cause I was like, I mean, I know, I know this stuff, but can I actually come on a mic and mm. be able to share this information and share it well with people? And I'm glad I did because like, I got getting better over time. I don't suck as much as I did at the start, which is awesome, you know, and it's great. It is fun. Yeah. I mean, when I told Mark, I'm like, this is, I, I need to be the one producing this podcast. Like you need me. And he said, yes. And I'm like, (gasps) wait, no, (laughs) I literally have no clue how to run a podcast. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So yeah, that, that was pretty terrifying too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
got what I wanted. Yeah, I guess. And some sometimes these things are started just you know, um, you might have started something when you're really young, you know, and and then that might be something that you end up being an expert at. Like we're talking about some of these people, like Nick Wright and and these people, right? But it, you need to, you really need to take action on it now, yeah, because like we're talking about it might kind of stink it might kind of suck at first but two years from now three years from now four years from now like it's gonna you're gonna continue to get better at whatever it is and i know there's a lot of people that listen to this they have a desire to start their own podcast they have a great invention um they have a book that they wanted to write they have something cool uh is inside of them and they just they won't let it out for some reason. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a saying that they say in music, you know, don't die with the music inside your heart. You want to get it, like get all that shit out there. Like whatever these ideas are, you know, figure out a way to uh, get them out in the universe. And when you make a product, um, what happens here at Slingshot, whenever we make stuff, um, we make stuff, we test it, we test it some more. And then we're like, okay, I think it's cool. Yeah. We put it out and who tells us how good or bad it is? The people that buy it, mm -hmm. they say, you know what, man, that thing's a piece of shit. Yeah. And I go, you know what? You're totally right. We need to fix it. You know, yeah. we need to tweak it. Right. And then we go back and we, we do the best we can. And, and what does that happen with every single thing you've ever purchased in your life? Apple is probably one of the biggest, most successful companies there is. How many times have you got a new iPhone and been like, this thing's kind of a piece of crap. Like if this doesn't function well, that doesn't function well. And then they even made the phone have a service in it where you can update it, right? And then the phone will like start to function better and they'll get rid of the glitches, right? And that's mm -hmm. what we're talking about. We're talking about trying to get rid of glitches, trying to get rid of, you know, some of these, uh, you know, these things that you might not be aware of when you, when you start something, but you have to roll it out there. You have to put it out there first. And if it's you, you know, talking on Instagram more, maybe you go on Instagram live, maybe you do a, um, maybe you're thinking about doing a podcast, but you don't have the guts to try to figure it out. You don't understand iTunes and stuff, but like, could you just, could you just go live on IG and do that? I mean, my brother was asking a bunch of questions the other day and I said, Dude, just go live on Instagram. Just go live on Instagram, save it to your phone, and then if you want, you can post that to YouTube as well. So now you have two different two different formats. You could post it on Facebook as well. You can post it on Twitter. So now you're really opening up the gamut of people that it could potentially hit. You could have the extended version on YouTube. You can have a shorter version on IG Live, which actually can go on your IG TV as well. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, if mm -hmm. you really dig it that much and you really want to figure it out, you could probably strip the audio and put it on iTunes. But but you need all kinds of fancy equipment for that, though, right? That's right. You need to you need to wait until you get this microphone that costs twenty five hundred bucks, and you need to wait till you get the camera set up, and then you need to make sure that you your mm -hmm. your building has the right Wi Fi set up so that you can do it the right way from yeah. there, and da 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 da. Or yeah. you could just do it on your phone, but you're probably going to want to wait for the new iPhone 11 because that's got a new thing, and that's it's the one. A that, new camera. As soon as you get that, that's when you can get started. Yeah. Things yeah. will be better then. You need that crisp camera. When is then? Then is now. But yeah, no, you, you touched on something that I think you touched on something that's going to like help for a lot of people, like for the uh, artists that like, you know, die and still have music in their hearts. Think about if you don't do it, like it's going to hurt you more if you you move most of your life and you don't make a move on that one thing because you remember it and then you'll regret it. And then you'll always think, what if? Like, what if I did that and it really did work out, but mm -hmm. you never took a move on it or I never took a move on it and I never was able to see what could have happened with it. Yeah, and they, I've, people, have, you know, talked about this before too. And they, they say a graveyard is, is a uh, place where there's uh, a lot of like dead dreams. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of like the, these people they've deceased, and they died with these dreams. These had these hopes and these dreams, and then and then they just, unfortunately, they never really tried them out. They never yeah. really tried to roll the dice to see if, uh, see if it was going to work out. I don't know why we're that way. You know, I guess like maybe it's just uh, something programmed in our head. We don't want to, we don't want to be like upset at ourselves, I guess. That, you know, some people aren't though. Like some people, you know, maybe they aren't naturally that way, but I, I feel that some people are just able to just act on things they don't think. I, um, 
Bart kind of, Bart reminds me of being mm-hmm. someone that's like that. I think I had a conversation with him once and he did mention that. Um, Bart Kwan, if you guys don't know who that is. And you seem to be like mm-hmm. that too. You just like act on these ideas. And if it sucks, it sucks or whatever. Uh, but, you know. And yeah, I try to just, I try to just go. Like, yeah, oh, that's, this I is try good. to be just too careful. Yeah. This yeah. is good. I'm going to do this. Uh, but I also think that Mark, because he is like, like thinking like, oh, maybe, uh, I don't know, I, I'm going to create something. That, I just, whatever, like his, his mind is open to receiving good ideas too. Yeah. Because he might, like I might see a, a shirt that says something on it or I might see a saying and I'll be like, oh, that was cool, whatever. He might see it and be like, I'm going to do something with that. Mm-hmm. And then he'll put it in motion. He'll, you know, he has a team now that can easily create something like on the spot Whereas, like I said, for myself, I might see something and be like, Meh. <laughs> yeah, no, take, exactly. I think feel like taking more action will open your mind up to ideas that you can continue to act on. Mm-hmm. But if you don't even act on the first one, how are you going to come up with new ideas for the next thing? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Positive mindset and also like a optim, op, what's the word? Optimize? Optimism. Optimism. Oh, op- optimistic. Somewhere. Optimistic. There it is. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think, um, like I think highly of myself. I think I have good ideas, Yeah, you know? Um, I don't like outwardly say that a bunch, but like inside me, I feel that way. Like, I feel like, oh, this is going to like, when I share this, this is going to be really cool. Yeah. And there's stuff that I record on my phone even sometimes and I'll, I'll listen to it back. I'll be like, that was not a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Like that, that's not, you know, and I'll listen to it again. Sometimes I'll be like, okay it's still a bad idea (laughs) you know i i gotta kind of like double check you know sometimes i'll have these ideas and they hit me at certain times i get excited about it and i'm like i look back and it really wasn't that good or i listen back to it i'm like that really i really do i do need to get going on it so Mm -hmm. it might seem like i'm very like reactionary but a lot of these things they actually do take a long time the slingshot was floating around for like a few years before Mm -hmm. i really uh, really dove in and said, I need to figure out this thing and I need to make it happen. And then a bunch of other things have kind of, uh, a bunch of other things have, have, have been that way. Um, some of that has to just do with like, when you have a good idea, they, they take a while. They take a while. They got to like, they're like in your system for a while. And what will happen is you keep talking about them to the point where your significant others like, I'm really getting tired of this fucking, you keep telling me about this thing, like just go fucking do it. You know, they get, they get tired of it. You're so, sort of tired of it. And and then you're just going to, at some point you're going to act on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> My girl's done that. She's just oh, so yeah, funny. Yeah. Cause she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Just go do, do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. It, 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 oh, uh, God. it happens. I mean, anyone who's in a relationship has had, you know, someone dump their work, you know, on, on them, you know, and it's like the other person doesn't care or doesn't, they're not in the, in that office or not in that space. Um, maybe your girl just doesn't really care a ton about fitness. So if you're like, I found out this new thing about like squats and if you're going on and on, she's going to listen to like enough of it to make it, make the whole relationship work out. But she's not going to care about like a lot of the dynamics, just as if she came to you with something, you're going to tune out at some point. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to tune out at, at, at you're going to check out at some, oh, man. at some point. But like, I think we all deal with that, right? Where someone's got this kind of concept or idea. It could be a friend, could be a relative. Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, you probably should have done that about two years ago when you were talking about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Seema's called me frugal. He's been super nice about it. That's good. No, but yeah. that's a good trait. I, uh, thank you. Uh, I'll talk to Stephanie about like a microphone that I've been wanting to get for like, I don't know, this whole year. Mm-hmm. And she's like, just get it. Like put it in the cart and I'll click buy. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like you can't. You got to wait till it goes on sale or like maybe a refurbished one or something. Because, yeah, you can't, can't just jump on it right away. But then she's Dude, like, no, you should. We need mo- new microphones. Let's get them. <laughs> That was for the uh, the home setup. I started doing stuff on IGTV. Yeah, yeah, dude. These are great mics, though. These ones oh. are amazing. Oh, yeah, these are beautiful. These are industry standard I love buying mics new. that everyone. I love likes. buying new. I shit. know you like buying new shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I get excited yeah. about that. So do I, but it just has to be on sale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I think we're. I think we're good for today, huh? Uh, so. I feel like we we hit the script. We we did it all pretty well. You're doing shit oh. on IGTV. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, so just like some follow-up questions for Sarmageddon. Oh, cool. But I, I definitely want to keep doing a lot more stuff with it. So I didn't like, even know you had an Instagram. Did you know about this? <laughs> it was... um. What's your Instagram handle? Is it Zaragoza Andrew ninety two? No, no, no. Ninety two. Zaragoza Andrew ninety uh um, no, sorry, eighty six. Eighty six. Sixty Zaragoza Andrew. It's, it's Zaragoza Andrew sixty nine four twenty blaze it. Got it. Okay, cool. Everybody go follow Zaragoza Andrew. <laughs> oh man, if somebody does 69, make that account. 420 blaze it. If somebody makes that account, I will follow you. I'll yeah. put I'll put you in my top eight. <laughs> it's a MySpace my reference. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure space. if you remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but my Instagram is at I am Andrew Z. Cool. And yeah, messing yeah. around with IGTV. What's going on with that shirt you're wearing? You're looking jacked today in that white shirt. Yeah, thank you. Mm, 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 mm. If you guys, are, you know, listening, I just pop my pecs and, you know. But this shirt <laughs> they is- They can uh, hear your pec pop through the they microphone. They can hear the pec pops. Yeah. yeah. This shirt comes in white and black. I think it's coming out on Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good fit. And we don't also, look at me. I don't know. Yeah. We have the <laughs> camo power sweatshirts coming out on yeah. also Thursday. Those are sick. And the lift through windbreaker, which is so dope, coming so out dope. on Thursday. We got lots of cool shit coming out over at markbellslingshot.com. What's your Instagram, sir? Uh, At Ensema Eang. And we're going to change it to (laughs) Trensema? Trensema. No, no, we won't change it to Trensema. That's uh, that's just your switch (laughs) handle, right? That's my switch handle. That's pretty cool. N-S-I-M-A-I-N-Y-A-N-G. I am concerned about you because I still think that you need to go back to college. We need to work on this education thing. You should be pursuing that whole nursing thing or doctor thing or, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like. I think that was so funny when you were sharing that with us, how you're, 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 they're, they're still concerned. They're still concerned. Mm-hmm. They're still concerned because they're like, you have to have something to fall back on. <laughs> you know? So it's just like, hey, yeah. man. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. If this whole bicep thing doesn't work out, at least I can become a doctor. Yeah, that's a good thing. What if you cannot walk out anymore? Huh? What happens then? Uh, you're getting too skinny, too. Yeah, my grandma thinks I'm getting too skinny. Yeah, so that's just the way it is. She needs me to fatten up. She wants me to fatten up. She's going to make you that soup. What was that soup called? Oh, oh well, there's a lot of soups. There's a goosey soup. There's goat pepper soup. No, and there's, it was what? F- fufu. Is fufu. A, fufu is a yam. It's a pounded yam that you dip into the soup. Uh, yeah, that's the one. That's what soup. we want. But my my favorite like dish, I think, is goat pepper soup. <sighs> goat pepper soup. Goat yes, pepper. it's just it's just straight up pepper. It's hot ass soup, spicy spicy soup, but it's just so good, and so salty, and yeah, it's, it's gonna bomb. make me Nigerian. Um, you need a lot more. Yeah. That. <laughs> like I said, I, like um, the only thing you need is just gallons of, you know, liquid. Oh. Yeah, Get Nigerian some. semen. <laughs> Get some of that. You you'll be almost good to go. It's it's proven. It's been tested. Huh? What? Yeah. It's all you need. All out? It works. <laughs> so much for any of our sponsors. Huh? <laughs> They're all out. <laughs> well, someone's going to try to figure out how to... Never mind. Anyway. Strength is never weakness. Weakness is never strength. You can find me at Mark Smelly Bell on Instagram. Catch y'all later. Bye.